All my friends are bearded, you should know. Hashtag never shave, I'll let it grow. You are a shit face, well, let's go. But look why my bearded friends can do. But look what my bearded friends can do All my friends are bearded, you should know Hashtag never shave, I let it grow You have a shit face, well, let's go But look what my bearded friends can do I used to listen to that song and cry when I was on drugs. Just sit there and bawl my eyes out. Especially when he says, I start taking the drugs and now the drugs take me. Who's that? Juice World. Who? Juice World. Uh, That's what made it even more sad. Was it the drugs? <laughs> was it the drugs? Yes. Matter of fact. He even so. says it in the song. He's like, I just told you all my secret. Yeah. Because he says, if it wasn't for the, what do you say? What do you say? If it, I don't know. I don't, if I, it wasn't for the pills, I wouldn't be here. But if I keep taking these pills, I won't be here. Yeah, I just told y'all my secret. Yeah, and it's tearing me to pieces. I really think I need them. I start taking the drugs and now the drugs take me. This is the part where you ask if I'm fine and I'm lying. I just don't want you to worry. This is the part where I take all my feelings and hide them Cause I don't want nobody to hurt me, can't breathe I'm waiting for the exhale Wishing Well was the name of the song You never heard that song? No, I don't. No, I don't typically. I don't usually listen to. Pull up the audio. I'm still echoey a little bit. Somehow. Stress on my shoulders like an anvil. Turkey got me itching like an ant hill. Judge me softly in my Sometimes I don't know how to feel. From depression, use my past and my memories as a weapon. On the other line, I talk to addiction. Speaking of the devil, all the drugs I miss them. This can't be real, is it fiction? Something feels broke, need to fix it. I cry out for help, do they listen? But I'ma be alone until it's finished. This is the part where I tell you I'm fine, but I'm I just don't want you to worry This is the part where I take all my feelings and hide them Cause I don't want nobody to hurt me I am waiting for the exhale Touch my pain with my wishes and a wishing well Still no luck 
told y'all my secret Taking the drugs and now the drugs take me This is the part where I tell you I'm fine but I'm lying I just don't want you to worry This is the part where I take all my feelings and hide them Cause I don't want nobody to hurt me I can't breathe, I'm waiting for the exhale Talk my pain with my wishes in a wishing well Still no luck, but oh well I still try even though I know I'm gon' fail Okay, dude, it's not for everybody. So, um, I don't know if I ever said it out loud, but, um, this guy, why is everybody tripping out? Like, Juice World? Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that too whenever it was like <laughs> he was everywhere for a brief stint. Well, I didn't listen to his music Me at all. Me neither. You know? But whenever he died, it was just like, oh, you know. <clears throat> That was the first song of his that I listened to. It's the only song of his I've ever heard. That's the first song I know of intentionally sitting down and listening. I heard it in a game room. I was high. And I went home and I listened to it personally. And I was like, oh. And it just, it hit me. And I just started bawling my eyes out. Yeah, no, I was sitting there like processing it. No, I loved it. Good. I loved it. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It was every every bit of it's very well done. Every single bit of it. Yeah. So I get it. So that part where he says I start taking the drugs and now the drugs take me. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I know. Huh. Yeah. You know how he died? Overdose, right? Or so what? he was on his airplane, private he has a private yeah. jet. And his pilot had called the DEA and informed them that there was a bunch of weed and pills on the plane. Mm. So they were waiting on the tarmac when they landed and he took all his Percocet that he had Mm. and he overdosed and died right there on the tarmac. He was trying to get rid of it. Wow. Yeah. Jeez Louise. Mm -hmm. No, but then when you hear those lyrics, it's like, ah, another, another stupid kid doing, you know, and, um, because, I don't know. I assume the rest of his uh, other of more of his songs have a lot more um, him praising the drugs or whatever, right? Yeah, Celebrating um, it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, he always, what? from what I've heard, now just don't let me speak out of turn here, but um, from what I've heard of him, um, it he's always talking about it like it's a, like it's a, a burden to him. He glorifies it bits and pieces but like right there in in that song where he's like where he's like i really feel i need i really i really think i need them but even admits like if it wasn't for the pills i wouldn't be here but if i keep taking these pills i won't be here yeah 
Do I sound echoey again? Are you messing me up again? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. Didn't do anything. Posthumously, post who? How do you say it? Humanously. Posthumously. But that's that album, the one that that song was just on, that Wishing Well. Mm -hmm. That was his last, like, the album that he had last recorded right before he died. But there's another song on there called Bad Energy, and I really like the vibe on that song. It's all drain no bad energy. I'm reading his Wikipedia page. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of sounds like. bit but it still it, sounds uh, echoey no okay uh, maybe i don't know i don't freaking click know. on At death point i'm like hmm? on his wikipedia on death right there mm-hmm. on the left mm-hmm. down 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 mm-hmm. right there mm-hmm. what does that say read that out loud mm-hmm. read that for ashton to hear oh sleepy kitty do what I said, read that out loud for Ashton to hear. And then he yawned, and I was like, oh, sleepy kitty. Oh. <laughs> On this morning, to the ghost stream. Taking several unknown pills, including allegedly swallowing multiple pills, pills that had been all police while aboard the plane searching luggage, taking them again, convulsing and seizing after two doses yeah. of emergency medication. Narcan were administered as an opioid and was expected. Wow. Uh, wow. Uh, oxycodone, oxycodone. Toxic levels of oxycodone. Yeah. That'll do it. Yup. Yup, yup, yup. Jugs are bad. Okay. 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 Jugs are bad. Yeah. Somehow it was looking over there. Well, we've done a lot of moving and managing, and you're like a vortex. I feel like I just can't get this thing where I want it. Uh, Shinoda came out with a new song. Shinoda and some chick. I don't know her name. It's for that new Scream movie that came out. You know, they they did another Scream. Remember Scream? Called in my head. In my head. There you go. You nerd out a little bit on that. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to do. It's easy to do. <laughs> yeah, I just sit there and I'm like. If, ifs and buts, but you got to start somewhere. Yeah, start somewhere. Ugh. I don't know. You already know my feelings on. I I I've said it before. It's like watching Picasso painting, just watching him work. It's mesmerizing to me. I could watch it for hours. Just, it's fun. I like. Uh, 
one of the things I loved about my uh, my brief life in in the Dallas Fort Worth area, where I actually lived up there, and um, spending so much time in the in the music scene, in the club scene, in the DJ scene. And it wasn't just going to clubs, but it was actually spending time with the DJs and and uh, learning how some of it's produced. Um, you know, watching them put together sets. You know, performing sets um, and everything. What's really amazing to me is the when they do light shows and stuff, and the choreography of the lights to the music, and oh, it just gets. So one of the guys that I uh, I can't remember the name of his of the company that he joined, um, but that's what they do is they do the the light shows and stuff. They do yeah. like mass, huge LED productions, laser production, yeah. uh, like the, the like concerts, like the whole big shebang, like Pink Floyd type stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like they're the people that if you got like a an event going on, like they set everything up and it's 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 really cool. Um, he's one of those people that I knew from those club days, um, which makes sense because his house was always lit very, I don't know, he had a really interesting house. Very, yeah, very I think you told me house. about that at the camp out. We were talking about uh, it. Probably Prowler, Sean. But, uh, yeah, it was very interesting. But, um, But if you could go back uh, several years back, that's, that's something I told my son's mom. Uh, so my goal, my life's goal, honestly, would be to uh, be able to live making music and producing music or whatever. Yeah, that'd be awesome. You know, that would be the goal. It's kind of eye-opening what, uh, what Jelly Roll was talking about, about all these people in the music industry and... You know all these people, the writing writing rooms, and there's yeah, that's thousands there of writers, in, and yeah, and that's in um, Nashville. That's how it is in Nashville. I'd assume it's probably, it's probably some similar in stuff in LA. like in LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that. I would assume so. Yeah, but it, it's it's really true though. It's especially true in the in the country music scene. You know, it seems like all those songs well, even in are the written pop, by people that. The, the artist that you're hearing sing it didn't write any of it or only wrote portions of it or yeah yeah it's yeah. the same way in like pop music yeah you know they didn't write those songs like Britney Spears and all them people maybe some of them but that adds another layer of respect to the songwriting yeah, the, yeah. like when like Tech 9 writes all of his own stuff yeah produces his own stuff I mean he's independent well I mean strange music does yeah it's just not a major label um but uh yeah no it's uh i've always been around uh songwriters like all the bands and stuff that i've always known yeah um or that i grew up around or whatever um you know we would do covers or whatever but um for the most part you know they wrote their own are you familiar with fort minor yeah of course um uh, he mike has a song <laughs> Well, in the beginning of the song, when you're listening to the album, it's him talking to Jay-Z. Jay-Z co-produced that album with mm-hmm. him. Um, 
which is right after they did the Jay Z Lincoln Park mashup. Yeah, the mashup. Um, but he's talking to Jay Z and he's like, "Yeah, dude, like when we first signed to Warner Brothers, like they were like trying to change us. Yeah, like, like who, like how we set. They were like, they wanted to get rid of me. They said that Chester was enough to carry the band. They they didn't want they didn't want a guy rapping. They told me I should just play keyboard, and <laughs> they wanted Joseph Hahn to dress up in like a, like a trench coat and a cowboy hat. And yeah, like he was like, and you can hear Jay-Z going like, dude, what? And Mike's like, yeah, dude, it was ridiculous. So then the song start, the first bass note drops on the song. Mm-hmm. And Mike comes in and he's like, before the, before the first album that you heard me on, there were people already trying to get me gone, telling me I to quit rapping i should just play keys that my band had a singer they didn't need me but my band had my back so we did the tracks put out the album and the talk went flat but he's saying on there how like people were saying ghost writers were writing all that we do so we had mm-hmm. to disprove it we spelled it out to the detail how we do it when we making this music yeah that's when they started recording like in studio everything they were doing and I actually recently went back and found, I, I I always knew about Frat Party at the Pancake Festival, which was a DVD that I had actually bought off of eBay or whatever way back when. Yeah. That's basically them carrying a camera around recording their tour and recording everything. But then I didn't know that they had made a behind-the-scenes making of Meteora. I did know that they did a behind-the-scenes making of um, minutes to midnight because I bought the box set because I was a nerd and a geeked out LP fan. So I bought the box set and it came with the making of the and it showed them during the writing process. Oh, it has like behind the scenes. Oh, the DVD making with of, it? the making of the album. Yeah. They rented this house in uh, in California. That yeah, that kind of stuff is fascinating to me. Then you would really, really like that watching that DVD. You can find it on. YouTube, I think, <laughs> the making of the Minutes to Midnight album. They rent this house called the Laurel House. It's like a four-story four house that artists rent out, and they record albums there. So they rented it for like three months, and they moved into this house and lived together for three months. And it's just every everything behind the scenes of them making the album. The writing process, um, they brought in, what's his name? Uh, Rick Rubin. Rubin. Yeah. How did you know that's who I was talking about? Because Rick Rubin is the ultimate. Yeah, he's producer. produced everything, anything that <laughs> was anything. Whenever, whenever you think of hip hop or hell, just or music rock. in general, I don't know, dude. He's produced it's, everything. Yeah, and Selena, Rick Rubin is yeah. Cher, Beastie Boys, Beastie Boys, Ooh, dude. His, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Did you see his episode? Tom Petty. Uh, did you see his? Uh, he's on Rogan. And it's a good one. Oh, I need to go look at it. It's a very good one. Yeah, I need to go look at it. Uh, it took me like days to watch it because everything in the world just kept happening during yep. that time. And so I'd get to watch like 30 minutes of it and then the world would fall apart and then, you know, it'd come back together and I'd get yep. to watch another 30 minutes of it. It's a full like three hours, I want to say. He produced two or three albums for Linkin Park. It's not surprising. I mean, he's he's... I think minutes have been dying. When we first started working on this album, I was excited to to see where it would go. I knew that that I wasn't going to be happy, kind of. Oh, there's Phoenix. Just doing a continuation of what we'd already done before. When we initially started to think about making this record. Hmm. 
it shows them playing ping pong. Chester's sitting there smoking a cigarette, keeping score, and they're playing basketball and so like it's really cool. It's really really cool to watch that. So whenever uh, my older cousin was in a band and they were signed to Roadrunner Records, um, and they went to Florida to record, and they had uh, somebody, a producer from someone who produced Nickelback stuff or something. I can't remember, um, I don't know, Roadrunner did their deal. You know, they've got all kinds of people on staff or whatever. Yeah, I've heard of Roadrunner Records. Yeah, that's Slipknot's on them. Yeah. Everybody. Not everybody, but, you know, bands. Um, but they were they were trying to turn them into um, another hinder, something like that, is where they were. Um, and, uh, hinder, hinder. That, uh, Go home, get stoned, because the sex is so much better when you're mad. We can end up making love instead of misery. Yeah. Did they also do the um, lips of an angel? Honey, why you calling yeah. me yeah. so late? Yeah. The uh, the lead guitarist and one of the original uh, founders of Faction, the band that my cousin was in, wound up uh, playing for Hinder and being he wound up as a lead singer. Marshall Dutton. Um, he's talented but uh, speaking of uh, playing for somebody Foo Fighters got a new drummer to replace Taylor Hawkins since he died it's got to be another one of those situations where you know no matter how good of a drummer you think you are you're still drumming for Dave Grohl (laughs) that's how Taylor felt and he even admitted it he's like dude I'm drumming for Dave Grohl. (laughs) Anything I could do, he can do it way better. Like, the pressure is ridiculous. Like, who writes the the drums? Well, I'm sure Taylor had rights to that after a while, but he had to earn it. No, I mean, like... You can can go back. I've watched footage on this, too. Dave Grohl talking about, like, the guy that was the drummer before Taylor. Yeah. They were doing this album, and... Dave didn't like the drum tracks, and he went back and redid all of the drum tracks himself. And yeah. the that drummer was pissed, and he's like, "Sorry, dude, this is my band, and it's got to be the way I want it. And what you put on the table just wasn't good enough for me to put out to my to my listeners, to my fan base. It's not good enough for me. It's definitely not going to be good enough for them. So that's when they parted ways. And then he found Taylor, who was drumming for Alanis Morissette. All Anus Morset. Yeah. I just listened to one of her songs today. It's on my playlist. No man. <laughs> oh. He won the lottery and he died Dad. the next day. I don't care who you are, dude. Alanis Morissette could sing. You Go ahead. What, I, now I can't remember the lyrics to it. <laughs> What is that? Uh, it's ironic. I know it's, the song. Ironic. I'm gonna go ahead and. Mister Afraid to Fly. What did he say? He waited his whole damn life to take that flight, and as the plane crashed down, he thought, "Well, isn't this nice?" And then isn't that ironic? It's like rain on your wedding day. It's a free ride when you're already late. It's a good advice. 
that you just didn't take and who would have thought it figures you want to actually can you can you read that your eyes work yeah. good yeah. yeah i can read that it's a black fly in your chardonnay it's a death row pardon two minutes too late it's an old man turn 98 he won the lottery and he died the next day it's a black fly in your chardonnay it's a death row pardon two minutes too late and it isn't it ironic don't you think it's like, it's like rain on your wedding day it's a free ride when you've already paid it's a good advice that you just didn't take and who would have thought it figures yeah. mr play it safe was afraid to fly was afraid to fly in fact is suitcase he kissed his kids goodbye he waited his whole damn life to take that flight and as the plane crashed down he thought well shit, isn't this nice <laughs> And isn't it ironic? Oh, uh, we have bad news. Uh, we've lost one engine. Ah, How far will the other one take us? All the All way the to the scene of the crash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whose joke is that? That's Ron White. Ron White. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> and that's a good thing because that's where the ambulance is going to be. <laughs> oh, dude, Ron White's so fucking hilarious. So, pull up. What's the name of the song? I don't know. You forgot to tell me. Lincoln Park. And it is. I kept trying to figure out what, who and what they sounded like in the song. Because it does not sound like them. It does not sound like them at, at all. It is called. Ready for it? It is called Massive. That a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm a I big I'm a big fan of drum and bass. Huge yeah. fan of drum and bass. Like um, whenever I started listening to like uh electronic dance music and stuff like that, we used to call it techno. Um yeah. drum and bass was always like my favorite, like the heavy um and then uh you know slipknot was also one of my favorite bands for forever mm -hmm. heavy heavy percussions um three percussionists majority of the music up until their deaths um or or actually whenever joey left the band but um paul and whenever paul died joey and paul wrote the majority of the music the drummer and the bassist yeah. wrote the majority of the actual music based driven. so yeah, yeah whenever you listen to their stuff from way 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 back it was like a real funk type yeah. metal sound um and it's drum and bass driven so um hearing that because that's what the, those samples and all that that uh yeah 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 like afix twin did you listen to afix twin you know what i'm talking about you don't know what i'm talking about
but yeah, that bass that it, I'm that, going to play you the first Aphex Twin that I heard. Okay, and I was in my teens, but I was 16 years old. Is this kind of like Crystal Method type ish? Um. And I had a, uh, I had a Jeep Grand Cherokee. I had a badass system in it, and we would roll through town. Ah. It did it again. I pressed it to the key to do that, and it That's real dubstepy. This is before dubstep, bro. I know. And I was listening to this stuff before I did hard drugs. kind of stuff and kind of what this video reminded me of to begin with so there's a movie there's a movie and i want to say it's called the purge yes and shinoda did the whole soundtrack and it's all music like that which purge i want to say it's called the purge it might that many might not be the um correct title like the actual movie yeah it's a movie about it's all asian people and they're in this building. It's like a futuristic kind of uh, post Armageddon, Armageddon fallout. And they're they're trying to get to this kingpin. It's the it's the like the Chinese or whatever Asian, Japanese, or Korean. I don't know. Government police officers kicking into this building, trying to get to the top floor because that's where this kingpin is. And it's a fight scene on every freaking floor. Oh. It's nonstop. The whole movie is nothing but fight scenes. Like, oh. 
like Jackie Chan gently, but like non-stop. And it's non-stop. That kind of music that Shinoda did for that movie in every scene. I don't know if it's called The Purge or... Let's ask Jamie. Jamie, can you look that up for us? You may just have to search it as... There's not really much words... There's not really a lot of words in the movie. And when they do speak it, they speak in whatever native language it is, so it's subtitled. But there's not a lot of words in it. It's mostly just whoopassery. Whoopassery? Right, which way? The Raid. I'm sorry. Called The Raid. I have no idea. Is? Surely not. Maybe. Dan jangan lupa bersenang-senang. Hmm. Shinoda, Lincoln Park. Hmm. But that's basically what the whole movie is. It's just all just hmm. fight scenes. In it. It's like a video game. It's like a choreographer's nightmare, dude. They. It's like the or, best of Saw mixed with a Jackie Chan 
Jet Li movie. <laughs> now seeing that Kingpin, it kind of looked more Vietnamese-ish. More, I don't know. It was a badass movie, though. I watched it. But if you remember on their first two albums, they had tracks on those albums that were all well, just... What I was thinking is that... They uh, had one on... DJ Han did the first one. Yeah, if you listen to... DJ Han. Well, if you listen to Shinoda's uh, music, his instrumental stuff oh, yeah. that he makes, it makes sense. Like, yeah. that's... I'm trying to figure out what language. You know something that pisses me off with, uh, like Netflix, is they'll put some there and not, not let you know that it's not even in English. You know, it's like just tell me, just let me know ahead of time. Yeah, I have no issue personally. I, I mean, I have no issue with subtitles. Um, if I'm not trying to go to sleep to the movie because I can't see, yeah. you know, if I take my glasses off, um, but it's like, dude, just let me know it's not in English. This yeah. way, you know, I know what to expect. Instead, like they that, hide that shit like they're trying to sneak it. Uh, that came out last year, or year before last. That was <laughs> in another language, but everybody was raving over it. Squid Game or whatever. Yeah, Squid Game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I started Korean. to watch it and then realized it's not in English. And I'm yeah, like, it's ah, Korean. I don't want to watch this. Yeah, it's Korean. I enjoyed it, but I knew what I was getting into. I didn't into. know what like, I was getting I, into. Yeah, I knew what I was getting into, though. Um, and I watched it English, and then I watched it with uh, subtitles in the Korean with the English subtitles yeah. because there's you miss a lot of stuff. There's actually quite a few things that were changed. Lost in the translation. Yeah, they get kind of switched around. That make more sense whenever you read it, and it's like, oh, okay. I can't stand reading subtitles while I'm watching a movie because I end up reading more than I'm watching. But sometimes you have to. Like I was watching Peaky Blinders, and when <laughs> yeah, I when I ver- like when I very first like the first <laughs> season of Peaky Blinders, I had to have the subtitles on to understand what they're saying because their accents are so thick. But See, then I got used to it. Yeah, I so used I to watch uh, so much. Um, I need to get back on my Peaky Blinders. I was almost caught up. Well, I used to watch so much British, so much UK stuff, British oh, so stuff, your, your ears Irish, to it. Irish yeah. uh, I, actors, you know, and stuff like that. And so, yeah, I, it took some time, though. It, I, I, I used to have to watch everything with subtitles on and everything. That guy. Well, I still do. But uh, Cullen, what's his name? The guy that plays Thomas Shelby in Peaky Blinders? Cullen, Cullen something or other. Don't get me lying. I, I, you know who I'm talking about. Yes. I watched, the main character in Peaky yeah, Blinders. I haven't seen. Is there a new? Uh, I think there's five seasons so far, and I was on season five when I kind of jumped on something else. But well, I last, need to get back on it. The last thing I remember is the. I haven't finished it yet, so I don't know oh. what you're fixing to say. No, I'm not going to say anything at he all. Went, then. Did it? Did you see where he went to the insane asylum and was talking to his friend, and he was trying to? He gave his friend that pill to to eat to kill himself. Indonesia, and he, and he ended up breaking breaking his friend out of the insane asylum. Um, I don't know. Do you remember the brewery? Oh yeah, I'm way after the brewery. Okay, talking about where he had his own, where he was making his own whiskey, his own moonshine. Yeah, yeah, I'm way after that. Okay, 
I don't know. It's been so long since I've watched it. It's a good show. <coughs> the raid was originally Indonesia. Indonesia. Yeah. Indonesia. Um. Anyway, that character, that actor, I mean, is playing in that new Oppenheimer movie. It's coming out. I think it's got Matt Damon in it. Are you familiar with this? No, you don't watch trailers. Are you looking up soundtracks? Oh, Peaky Blinders. Cullen, his name is Cullen Murphy. Cullen Murphy. He's in that new the new movie coming out called Oppenheimer. And I'm pretty sure you know what Oppenheimer is. There it goes. Come on now. My poor computer. That guy. It is stressed out right now. Uh, well, it's just going to have to suck it up, Buttercup. <coughs> that's kind of how I feel. It's like, just get through that's this the, weekend. That's the Oppenheimer thing playing up there at the top. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Atomic policy should be. No, I, I, I can't do that. All about Oppenheimer. Filmmaker Christopher Nolan writes and directs this 2023 biopic about the father of the atomic bomb, J. Robert Oppenheimer. It's 20 years too late. Frequent collaborator Killian Murphy stars as the titular theoretical physicist who designed the bombs that devastated Japan in 1945. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. That part of his speech where he says, I am become death. Destroyer of worlds. On what? Uh, what the song? one after midnight, midnight. No, that would have been. Was that Living Things? No. It was. Uh, I used to know these albums like the back of my hand. You had Minutes to Midnight, and then you had. The one that came out when my daughter was born, I know that because I was living in Alabama when it came out. I went to Walmart and bought it the, the day it came out. I got it right here. You don't have to look up. Boom. Boom. No. No, that's not what I wanted. How did I get on that? There and... Thousand Sons? Yep, that one. Because after that was Living Things and then The Hunting Party. And then the last album. Yeah. They also pulled a Martin Luther King speech on this album. This magnificent house of worship tonight because my conscience leaves me no other choice. Anyway. Yeah. I want to say it was, yeah. Anyway, that's the Oppenheimer speech that they, they, they pulled and put on there. You know, uh, Shinoda's of Japanese descent. His grandfather was in Japan during. It's on one of the Fort Minor 
CDs. It's a song that he wrote about. That's a badass song. It tells a story. Kenji. It it's the story of Japan and World War Two and. You want to talk about some good lyricism and telling a story and rapping and making it sound right? That song right there, Kenji, is top notch. Yeah. My father came from Japan in 1905. He was 15 when he immigrated from Japan. He, he, he worked until he was able to buy, to, to actually build a store. Let me tell you a story in the form of a dream. I don't know why I have to tell it, but I know what it means. Close your eyes, just picture the scene as I paint it for you. It was World War II when this man named Kenji woke up. Ken was not a soldier. He was just a man okay, with a family who owned a store in L.A. That day, he crawled out of bed like he always did, bacon and eggs with wife and kids. He lived on the second floor of a little store he ran. He moved to L.A. from Japan. They called him immigrant. In Japanese, he'd say he was called Issei. That meant first generation in the United States when everybody was afraid of the Germans, afraid of the Japs, but most of all, afraid of a homeland attack. And that morning, when Ken went out on the doormat, his world went black, cause right there, Front page news, three weeks before 1942 Pearl Harbor's been bombed and the Japs are coming Pictures of soldiers dying and running Ken knew what it would lead to Just like he guessed, the president said The evil Japanese in a home country would be locked away They gave Ken a couple of days to get his whole life packed in two bags Just two bags, couldn't even pack his clothes Some folks didn't even have a suitcase to pack anything in So two trash bags Is all they gave them Yeah Badass song. <laughs> yeah, once I started going, I started remembering it. All right, okay. What that is? Cough drop. Aha. Uh-huh. Secrets. Hmm. Secrets. Ludens. I think it's a halls. With uh, do that again. Ricola. It's like Hall's defense with vitamin C and on the package. I threw it away, but it said dietary supplement or something because it has a shit of vitamin C in it. Whoa. Are those smart light bulbs? They're smarter than some. They both operate on the same remote. No, that wasn't it. Is that a Woodwick candle over there? No. Oh, you know what I'm talking about, Woodwicks? Yes. They make that kind of oh. sound when they're burning. Oh, uh, that is what I'm hearing. It's the, it's the Juggalo up there. You were talking about recording songs on a tape off the radio. Yeah. 
you have to put hit, hit play and record at the same time. Mm-hmm. We I did that with um, so I, in Dallas. I don't know if they did this everywhere, but in Dallas, they used to play ICP on the radio. Some songs, yeah, on some stations, yeah. So they had um, some edits, but they had, they songs. had edited together Great Malenko with Boogie Woogie Woo. Okay, so it would come on Great Malenko, <laughs> Great Malenko, <laughs> yeah. But then it would go into the first contestant, yeah, oh, first contestant. That's yeah. the dating show. All th- but they had all three of them mixed together. Oh, okay. Boogie, woogie, 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 woo. Make way for the boogeyman. <laughs> yeah. But then they would, it would pop up with. Does the boogeyman really exist? It would pop up with, uh. No. Mullheaded no. freak. Now, uh, now introducing contestant number one. I cannot stand that song. <laughs> God, that. I used to be a juggalo and, sh- and do all that stuff, and it used to piss me off so much. What is a juggalo? Hell if I know. But I'm down with the clown he if said, you're down with that, yo. Gosh. It's like, I was a big fan of rehab for a long time. and uh, Did rehab do that stupid song? <laughs> yeah. What was it? The one you're thinking of. Hated that song. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Imagine be a fan of the band and hating that. I hated that. Song. Dude. I got so tired. Like, <laughs> whenever you see them live, it's like, just play this. Song. They they're gonna play it at the end, and mu- dude, people get shit faced drunk, and they're like, It's like, just wait. They're going to do it. They're going to do it, but it's going to be at the very end of the show, whenever everybody's shit face. And so they say this way the whole drunken crowd can do the la 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 because that's all they really want to do anyway, is sing along to that la la and don't shit. It's like just wait. It'll get there. That's like the fucking uh Who is it? Is it David Allen Coe? You never even call me by my name. Is it, so. the whole, well, the, the, the crowd interaction part oh, of yeah, that. Yeah. Where they're like, you never let me, let me, let me, let me, let me. But it's just frustrating. Or the, Hank, why do you drink to get drunk? Why do you roll smoke to get stoned? How must you live about the songs that you wrote? Yeah, my papa. My papa told me about that song. He was like, "Yeah." He started telling me because it's like, "You like Hank Williams?" Yeah, I like old Hank. I was like, "Oh, (laughs) you know, Hank Williams like to party." I always like the song "The Ride." From David Allen Co. The ride. The ride. I didn't mean you had to look it up. I was just making a comment. Dude, it's like I hear music or I know music. But... He said, Mr. Can you make folks feel what you feel inside? What do you say? 
Have you paid your dues? Can you mow the blues? Can you pick them guitar strings? When a stranger stopped beside me. But if you Gosh, bless him. My brother was always the one that was listening to the house next door to me has been sold to. I'm not saying that. Very inappropriate racial slur. <laughs> yeah. Once upon a time, there may or may not have been some high school aged immature kids that used to sing a lot of David Allen Co. Or, I'm sorry, Johnny Rebel or, or whatever. Because um, I think he denied being Johnny Rebel. But it's like, dude. We know. It's not okay. Dude, I have a three day weekend. I just, it realized, it realized, I realized it. It realized I. I always have a three day weekend. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I'm off. It's for my first three day weekend since New Year's. Are y'all going? You're going camping. Yeah, I want to go to Lawton, Oklahoma. My ex rented a campsite for us tomorrow night. No, not tomorrow night. Sunday night. So they want to drive up there Sunday. Going to Nathan's house tomorrow. We're doing a little get together, a barbecue at his house tomorrow evening. He said he's going to cook a brisket and. We're bringing some banana pudding. And... Some nanner tootin'. Nanner tootin'. Eh? Nanner tootin'. What do you say? Around my, around, around our, around these bar, we call it nanner tootin'. That's what we go. Can you, can you say Worcestershire sauce? Worcestershire sauce. Ask a hair lip to say Worcestershire sauce. Hey, can you, I call it wash your sister sauce. <laughs> you go wash your sister with that sauce. All right, dude. You gotta cut it down, cause I got a lot of work to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's I'm I'm dragging. It's about that time. Yeah, I can see it in your eyes. Yeah, I can see it. But you I still got to drive across town. Oh God! Oh no! If we don't get pulled over. <laughs> like, what are you doing out this late? I don't even know what it's like to drive around this late hardly anymore. I, it's I don't been know so what it's long. like at all to drive around this this late. I. Yeah. Period. Weird. Yeah. So. Uh, but I guarantee you I passed at least one cop on the way home. At least. The only way I'm not going to pass a cop is if I is if I take Elm all the way. Yeah. Yeah, you got to go all the way back around. And I could probably cut across Main and catch Hamilton and come that way. But if I go all the way down Main Street. Oh, yeah. Guarantee. Definitely. I was looking at the police blotter. The other day, I was yeah. sitting at the house, and uh, there was nobody watching the desk, and so I was watching the desk. But I was reading the police blotter, and um, 99% of the uh, tickets arrest pulled over. Yeah, Main Street. So, the, yeah. Roger's son, Race, he has a song, and he says, you can do what you want to do, just don't do it on Main Street. Yeah. He literally says that in the song. Yeah. Do whatever you want to do, just don't do it on Main it makes sense. So. Uh, we have a, we had a guy that's worked for Tower for before it was Tower, 
He's been there like 36 years. Jeez, Louise. 38 years. He just died. Oh, wow. He's only 57. Johnny and Zadula and Andalusa and and Zadula. Yeah, I knew him. I talked with him before multiple times at work. Yep, they found him dead in his house. I think he had diabetes and stuff, and he wouldn't take care of himself. And Did he yeah. work production? He was in in shipping <clears throat> five, packing. And he didn't do much packing in the last few years. I think he had fallen at work and, mm. and like, broke a rib or something and was on light duty, and then his medical stuff started getting way out of whack. And they had him on some weird deal where he would come in and work, like, two hours a day or something. But the, it, I think it was them trying to keep him off of workman's comp. So they were letting him work long enough to where they didn't have to pay workman's comp or some shit. I don't know. I don't know the details behind it. Not surprising. I guess it's his daughter that works at Clint's. Um, Amanda Fox, I think is her name. I don't know. I'd never go down that way. Well, I didn't know if you might know them because no. small town and people know people. Mm. But. No, I don't really, don't really get out and about too far away from you home will base. When you get that electric trike, boy, you'll um, be the you'll be the hopscotch of the town. Just don't ride it down Main Street. Just don't ride it down Main Street. Um, yeah, I hadn't planned on doing that. Yeah. All right, well, between two beards, it's close to bedtime. So. All my friends are bearded, you should know. I'm going to listen to this song. Too. Cause they never say my name Peace. You are